0: Hello and happy holidays, everyone. Kaelin Hart here with Sold Magazine. Welcome to episode number 35 of In the Spray Room, Sold's podcast with some of the best and brightest artists getting up in the streets today. We're bringing out the lighter side of these creatives by interviewing them in a wee bit more of a chill environment. But this is just one way that Sold tells the wonderful stories of these artists. For our daily dose of online content, Check us out on soldmagny.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Today's special holiday crew consists of myself, Kaylin Hart, Big Ronnie. Hello. Our very unique and fabulous Audrey.
1: Hello.
0: We're here with Nicole Gordon. Hi. We're here with Miss Christy Calabro.
2: Just yell. She's here. She's here. <laughs>
0: we have a new guest with us today, Miss Moody Mariano, proudly representing Marinero. Marinero, proudly representing Con Artists Collective. Hi, Moody. Hi. No mic crew.
2: <laughs> so happy to have
0: you. We even have some fabulous artists in the house. We've got Jeff Enriquez Woo-hoo! somewhere in the house, and the Suck Lord just. Made up a fabulous batch of ziti, Let's right?
2: Have a round of for the pasta.
0: <laughs> And before we introduce our special special guest tonight, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on.
2: Well, I don't want to skip over the pasta. Let's get back to suck lords baked ziti here. <laughs> now, when when we ran into him the other night, uh, he said. Has anyone b- decided to bring big ziti yet? Like it was a thing that everybody does when you come to a party. But I said, no, you tag, you're it, and I can't wait. He goes, great, because I make a great big ziti, and he did not disappoint. No. Does anyone not like this? Does anyone want to fight the man in a guinea tea <laughs> no. in my living room <laughs> <laughs> right now? Yeah, I just, I agree. This is uh, very yummy, and thank you. I like the heat in there. Yeah, nice I, little
1: kick and even warm.
2: He said he put two different types. He put red pepper and jalapeno. I think he's lying. I'm not sure. I taste mm. the jalapeno but red pepper for sure so Lord, let's go let's talk about this pasta what city. kind of peppers what kind city. of peppers are on this jalapeno it's got some heat to it
3: there's i think four kinds of peppers in it
2: i mean there's this regular black pepper just like
3: the McCormick shit yep. you get off the spice yep. rack and then there's like the ground red pepper that you also get off the spike rack and then there's, uh, you really want to know this? Yes, yes. yes. There's, yes. there's roasted red peppers, and then you put those in the in the in the in the blender, and you turn that into a into a liquid. But those are kind of more of a sweet pepper. And then there's a green Italian pepper, and South then there's large? a red, there's a red jalapeno, which goes in raw. <laughs> <It> <laughs>
4: chef goes, goes in, in raw.
2: Like you, you saute the other
3: peppers, or you roast them. Tell us it? more.
4: Pasta fans. Oh, is this turn you on? It's delicious. It's <laughs> amazing. It's delicious.
2: Anyway,
3: thanks. I thought that the, the mozzarella was not as stringy as I would like. I think, I don't know, because mm-hmm. the way it grounded, I used the fresh bowl now, from Whole Foods. Uh,
2: Good. I'm sorry. You, know, you
3: need the longer curds so you get that, like, the string, but it's okay. I
2: don't need it to be stringy because then it gets caught in my beard. It's just, it's just delicious the way it is. Thanks. Is that
3: going to save
4: it
3: for later?
2: Thanks. No, it doesn't need to stay for later. All right.
3: I mean, there could have been a ham at this party, too, but there wasn't. <laughs> oh. Ladies, oh, no. it was a lot, All a lot right. of pressure on the fucking ZD alone yeah, to mind carry mind. the whole fucking dinner. <laughs> Let's get
0: back on topic here, kids. Oh, we're on topic. <laughs> this Thanks, This is topic.
1: <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, yes.
0: Lord. Well, well
2: done. Well, Ziti. Now, we have, uh, we have a full house today. And ladies, uh, I'm the only guy on the panel, so I'm going to speak confidently you. about men. But is there anything sexier than a man that cooks? Yeah, Yeah,
0: a man that paints.
5: Oh, okay, (laughs) fine. Amen to that.
2: Now, before we get going with our special guest, I just want to thank everybody for coming today. This is our sold holiday gathering. Uh, Very happy to have met and gotten to know you guys a little bit better this year. Uh, for the people that are new, like Moody, welcome. woo
3: <laughs> Welcome. Now,
2: just a little bit of a recap of 2018. We're going to do a little uh, beating of our chest here because we've done some cool things this year. We covered six different countries. Nicole, mm. unbelievable. No, because you're, you and I didn't cover different countries. So isn't it isn't it weird that, you know...
5: <laughs> yes, that means that we're growing. We're bouncing and going different
2: places. Germany, Mexico, Australia... Yo. Italy, Spain, and France. Damn.
5: Soldiers. Unite.
2: Capital, S-O-L-D, and then little I-E-R-S. Get it? That's awesome. Soldiers. All right. On to the fun cities we covered (laughs) in the the U.S. this year. We bounced around. We had a lot on the road. We had some new contributors. I'm not even going to tell you the states. I'm just going to run through the cities. San Jose, Boston, Honolulu, Hudson Valley, Salem, Mass., Dallas, Houston, Sacramento, Greensboro, Washington, Annapolis, and Palm Springs. Wow. And Wynwood.
5: And Miami. Wow. Yes.
2: A lot of Miami this year. <clears throat> Mexico. Mexico. Well that was on the that's a country. City. <laughs> that's not a city. <laughs> right. But yes. Philly
5: just yesterday.
2: That's yeah, right. Philly's yesterday. not on the list. So we, we covered some fun things this year. Now let's talk about the podcast, Bike Girl. We've had some good ones. How many people do you think we've interviewed?
1: We've got to be in the 70s. Over and that's and and that, and that and that's why Excellent. she's a great co-host, because
2: mm-hmm. we are 71 people today.
1: Amen. Woo! Oh,
2: nice. 73 people today, I'm corrected, wow. forgive me.
1: Yeah, well, we can pack a few new ones in today to add to that number. Pat it up, we've got parents and everything we can pull in. <laughs> <laughs> the mom
2: and yeah, we we on. also took the podcast, it was the first year we did it, and we took the podcast on site at a bunch of events, including Monica, uh, Museum of Street Art Opening, Uh, Sampler BK Welling Court and one that I can't read on the list (laughs) A&HD Contemporary (laughs) (laughs) I I have great notes I just didn't write them
0: We love you Sean and Harris (laughs) Yes,
2: hello guys, Merry Christmas to everybody So let's get on to our co-hosts today Bike Girl because we are packed at the table and I think it's funny that Christy doesn't have a mic I think we're going to make her yell for the whole (laughs) And Yes, there's, there's Christy again. Sarah too.
4: over here in the corner. No,
2: we don't want Sarah to yell because her lovely accent plays way better on microphone. So I'll lean over it's for way Sarah way when she wants to chat. Not that, sh- not that Shaolin-ish. We Wu-Tang. Tang.
4: <laughs> we both tried to bring the punk around.
2: So let's get to our special guest. She started a she started a column on Sold Magazine, her life in yellow, first posted uh, her life in yellow was, <laughs> was the story we did about her. Sorry, her life in yellow was a story that Erica wrote about her, last June, June twenty seventeen. Yeah. Last year. Yes, last June, and my column in yellow began March eleventh of this year, year of our Lord twenty eighteen. Is that correct? Did I get that right? Cool. It has run...
1: i us the same thing. What lord? Who's lord? No. Suck is. lords?
4: No, no. you suck lord, number one. It's always year 66.
5: Do
2: what you will. Her column has run consistently. Her advice is dished out religiously.
4: On Sunday.
2: Every other Sunday. And it's gotten a very interesting following. And we are very happy to be sitting here with one of our... Contributing artists, my life in yellow. Welcome.
6: Thank you for having me.
2: Very welcome. Now you and I, let's get personal, quick. You and I met at Rafael Gonzalez's solo show.
6: Yes, it was in a hair salon right. in Midtown. It was. It was. I, was on there. A, I remember that. That was a mm-hmm. great show.
2: He had some cool pieces. Absolutely. And hello to Rafael. Merry Christmas, brother.
6: And that's the first time I came out to any of the shows. That was the first one.
2: Now, how long had you been getting up on the street before that?
6: Probably, like, seven or eight months prior to to that moment. I didn't really think that there was a scene. Like, I thought I was just, like, my own little person, and everybody didn't know each other. I didn't know everybody. There was, like, a community behind it. So when I was invited to come out, and then I got there, and it was, like, everybody was there.
0: (coughs) Who invited you to that opening?
6: Howie invited me to that opening. Yes. Yes.
2: Hello, Howie. Merry Christmas.
4: Hi, Howie.
5: Mm-hmm. Thank you for
2: inviting I me. Have, I have ZD in my mouth.
1: ZD mouth. ZD <laughs> mouth.
6: Yes.
2: So since then, you've been busy. You have transitioned from stickers to spoken word to murals to fun collabs. Mm-hmm. What is uh, what's what? Let's give us uh, you know give uh, our listeners and you know your fans as uh, just some some highlights of. The fun things that you worked on like you know the the uh the the beeler project was fun the miami project was fun the latest thing you did with kaylin flipping upside down was fun i have a question Go ahead.
5: i am so interested also when you just said that you didn't know that there was like a scene mm-hmm. how did you know then where to put your stickers because there is a true hierarchy is that the right mm-hmm. word to how and where you post your stickers so how did you even know where to put them?
6: Well, I um, have friends who were in the Swedish scene. Um, so, uh, one of my dear friends is uh, Tags and Throws, and he documents um, street, like the writers and the graffiti and everything like that. And I had met him, like, I met him six years ago um, through a mutual friend. And I would just walk the streets with him while he was photographing, and that was all it was. And I went to Sweden. After having been in, in India, I went I went to Sweden after that to visit. And I met uh, All You See Is Crime in the City. And she became a very dear friend of mine. And they're the ones who had the idea of me taking my poetry on the streets. So I kind of nice. had a little bit of knowledge behind me. But then I also I have common sense. Like, you know not to be disrespectful. And that's, that's kind of how I went on the street knows. where... You know, I'm not going to cover. Unfortunately, not everybody gets that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. yes. Absolutely right. So I was just—I tried to just be respectful and put my little piece out there, and that's kind of how I approached it. And I—I yeah, I didn't know that there was a community that knew, like was like a family out there. Yes, we are absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really and you're part interesting. of it. So yeah. Now you know. You adopted me in. <laughs> absolutely.
1: So we have the world's largest dysfunctional family.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I we fit, fit in, in perfectly in so dysfunctional.
2: <laughs> so let's talk about your name and your stickers. Obviously the color matters. Very much. But you are also when you get up on the street, you're always the same yellow eggshells. I am. Why?
6: Well, I fell in love with the eggshells because I I tried the postal stickers for the first few stickers and they just never felt right for me. Um, I'm very particular about how my pen feels on whatever paper or um, sticker that I'm using, and so I loved the eggshells because it glided smoothly and it's a happy, very happy yellow that um, I identified with. And it's just I like consistency. Like I have done some wheat paste, which are on my journal pages, which is also consistent consistent with my poetry, but Yellow is something that's extremely important to me because it's just something that I have come to identify with life and happiness and joy and like being authentic to myself.
2: Now, whether someone loves your shit or not, when they hear when they read Erica's story and how you break it down with the why the stickers and why the specific pens that you use, you know, at, at a minimum you got to say you got your your angles covered. Despite using few words, mm-hmm. how is it? How does it take in your poetry and your spoken word stuff, which could, uh, you know, uh, be prose, could be essentially at length intentionally? How do you fit that on a sticker? How do you whittle it down?
6: I love the challenge of saying the most impactful thing with the least amount of words, because in the world we are in today, it's like we're inundated with advertisements, and you know. Uh, TVs and things that we're walking by, flashing lights, uh, Instagram, we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and the, like, less is more right now. If I can make you think and make you realize something that you're not willing to admit to yourself internally with, like, two or three words, then I've done my job. So I usually sometimes start with a lot of words, and I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work, and I try to, like, break it down. And I write and throw away very many stickers because it's just too many words. Or-
2: so, you know, Einstein said if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Okay. Yeah. So that that's the vibe that I get from your stickers mm-hmm. because you're – I mean – yeah, you could say, "Am I having a bad day or am I having a good day?" When I read this, sometimes, but the majority of the time, you know whether, regardless of the words, that it's a longing feeling or uh, a lustful feeling, or so you know, you're missing something, you want something, or you're mm-hmm. forgetting something, type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's hard to do in a few few words. So how do you, how, how do you, how do you not repeat? Once once you whittle them all down, how do you not say the same thing again? That's tough too.
6: They're all my random thoughts. Like this is stuff that I'm like walking through my day, listening, being like listening to conversations, participating in conversations. And this is the stuff that's running through my head. And so uh, if I'm in a place where I can't whip out a sticker and write it out, I grab my phone, I take a note. And then when I'm down with my stickers, I write it out. But um, yeah, it's just everything that we think of. It's like the the monkey chatter uh, going on in my head all the time. And it's, it's a way to release it and get it out there. And it doesn't, you know, a lot of the thoughts that come through our head are very simple. It, mm-hmm. It's not this whole complex, like, long story. It's, it's, at the end of the day, we have very similar simple concerns and feelings and fears and lusts. And that's kind of what yep. I'm bringing it down. And, I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I have repeated concepts, and I've contradicted myself. And it's just because mm-hmm. it's the mood that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, love is great, and then you'll walk by another sticker and be like, fuck <coughs> it sucks like yeah. because I was having a bad day. <laughs> They're
4: all relatable messages. That's what I they just say kinda too. like when you're walking down the street, they just like pop out at you and
6: everybody can relate to them.
2: I agree, but didn't we say Christy had to yell?
6: Sorry. I'm willing to share my mic with her. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: agree too. It's so relatable that there are times that I'm walking and I'm just like, oh yellow, you got it. Like I'm <laughs> feeling you, you know, yeah. through your like
6: It's like, I think we all, like, we're all different in our own way, but at the same, we're we're at the same time, we're the same, because we're all human, we're all having a similar human experience, but just with a different show, with a different story, and at the end of the day, it's like, yes, like, I'm feeling the same types of fears, like, my greatest insecurity, and I'll put it out there, is not being good enough, and I talk about it a lot. And I think a lot of people can be like, "Yeah, me too," and like raise their hand quietly. Yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But,
2: but don't you think that it was a little controversial that the Yellow Power Ranger was an Asian girl?
6: You know, you're in the hot seat. I think <laughs> that sh- <laughs> I don't think it's controversial at all. Like, it can be if it's looked in that way, but I think it's an honor to be the Yellow Power Ranger in my opinion. So. Something
0: that I love about yellow stickers is that when you see them, there's no sex, there's no race, there's no age, there's there's nothing that defines the person that wrote the sticker. And I've met people that know your work that don't know the street art scene and they have no idea who you, who you are as a person. And I sort of love that because mm-hmm. it, it really breaks it down to that human level of we can all relate. We've all had our fucking hearts broken You know, and then sometimes you write about the magic. Sometimes you write about the pain and it really hits us at different moments. You know, Mm -hmm. you're like power walking to work or you're coming home after drinks with friends, but you see something and they really sometimes like hit you in the gut. And that's so powerful. And I can only imagine the, you know, the messages that you get, the DMs of people. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've briefly touched on it with you of of, um, these sort of really intimate stories that people share with you about what they're going through and how you've, affected them i would actually love to hear a little bit about that of sort of the um the relationships that you've made with your fans and how you affect them
6: well i i i talk to my fans like when they're dming me and like having a story or having i always respond um because it it's the story of how something that I wrote and put on the street impacted them, and it's like, oh, my God, like, this is, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, it feels like I found a purpose that I was meant to find, and it's like you live life, and you're just kind of, like, wandering, and then when you hit that point, you're like, nope, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do, and the stories are beautiful because some of them I would never have, like, that's not how, why I wrote the sticker, but it's why how they read the sticker, and that's why I stay very, like, I don't show my face. I don't always, like, advertise who I am because that's not what it's about. It's about you having an experience that you need to have because of what you read. And I don't want it to be me talking to you. I want it to be you talking to you or the universe talking to you or your whatever you believe in talking to you. Um, so I don't want to always make it about me because that's not. it's not about me. Um, like, yes, a lot of it is about my experiences, but as I had said prior, we all have similar um, experiences, but just with a slightly different story.
4: I feel like part of the reason that they read is so universal is uh, that they come off kind of as like a more of an analysis of power, like that it doesn't always have to be a breakup that can prompt that kind of thought from mm-hmm. you. Like one of your ones that was uh, the faster you possess me, the faster you will lose me. Mm-hmm. That could be any kind of conquest that ends up like going wrong or like and I think that's why so many people walking down the street can relate to it even if it's not specifically about like oh like you know, whatever exact experience made you write it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it transcends and works.
6: Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, I don't want to tell you your end of the end of your story. I just want to, like, put a little thing in there to make you think differently about it or be like, oh, I didn't think of this. Or, oh, my gosh, I've been trying to avoid this feeling um, and having to confront it. And that's kind of what it's all about. But a lot of the time when I'm writing it, like, I'm not writing it for the purpose of trying to make you feel something. Like, I'm not out here for the likes on Instagram. I'm not out here to um, try to get people to be, like, noticing it. And, like, of course, like, there is that aspect to it. But I want to challenge you. And a lot of it's therapy for myself. And that's kind of how it started where I, um, yes, my friends from Sweden had encouraged me to start writing my poetry, but I write as my own therapy. And I was going through a breakup at the time, which obviously, um, if you read my early on stickers (laughs) and you know, all of that, but, uh, it was me talking to myself and these thoughts that were churning and like driving me insane. I would just write on the sticker and I slapped it on the street and it's like, I let it go. Um, And a lot of times I don't always remember what I've written because it's gone.
2: Now, Moody, let me teach you a little bit about podcasting. This is a segue. (laughs) How do you go from helping yourself and being your own therapist to transitioning to the column and helping other people? Where does that ego come from, thinking that now I can be that directly helpful? Is it, been, is it because so many people have already told you that you've been helpful and your work has been meaningful? And I mean ego in mm-hmm. the, all the good ways yeah, yeah. in this one, because not everybody could step up and offer advice every two weeks to random <laughs> questions from the internet. That's a, that's a brave it's, and brave, thing to do. It's definitely
6: challenging, and I take it very seriously. Um, I think it's that I've been through a lot. And we all have. We have all been through a lot, and so I like to share my point of view or my story or anything that I've gone through. And I always joke like, if I were to ever write like an advice book, it'd be like, I fucked up, so you don't have to. And, um, and I've done a do lot. That. Please do that. Please do that. Right. Mom and I, <laughs> you know. So you don't have
5: to. Yeah. Like
6: to I'm, I, and that's kind of how I look at it. And I don't know everything. I there's always. You know exceptions to every possible rule and this and that, but all I can do is offer you my thoughts, and maybe you'll be like, that's stupid, and ignore me, but maybe you'll be like, oh, you know, I never thought of it that way, and just start the conversation. Um, I hope that it's helpful to people. I hope that people will be like, oh, I'm not alone out here, because again, like a lot of these questions that are coming in are so relatable to me, like I could have written the question. Because um, we're all, like, feeling the same insecurities, the same cha- struggles, the same challenges. Uh, but, yeah, I've I've been through a lot, um, and I want to then give that out to other people, what I've learned from it. I, I tend to like to le- learn the hard way. <laughs> so.
4: <laughs> I feel like uh, in a lot of ways you kind of, you always end up having to, because yes. uh, anybody that's given relationship advice will understand, like, they are never going to kind mm-hmm. of Uh, come around to it until it's the time for them to do so and then when you come back you can read back on everything or look back on your decisions and be like oh my god you know so and so was right Mm -hmm. but it's this weird like I don't know time capsule thing of reason that doesn't exist at the time and then later on does
6: (laughs) yeah so that's kind of where I I approach the advice column it's just like these people are reaching out and they want to hear my perspective and I want to give it and it's their decision and their choice to, to consider it or just you know not but
4: how do you balance the amount of, I guess, like a, uh, the extent to which you let this seep into your life? Because you mentioned at one point, like losing some sleep over some of the questions. Like, I wonder, yes. like, how do you? How do you? I guess you got to be careful with like martyrdom in giving advice. How do you like balance that with your own practice with your own life?
6: Um, I am definitely have empathic tendencies where I take <laughs> on everyone's emotions, and um, it's definitely something I'm working on not allowing it to like pull me under. But, yeah, there was there was one in particular question that came in um, about – it was a divorce question, and they were seeking my advice on stay or go, and I labored – it was the hardest one I've written because there's so many perspectives. There's the stay and work it out perspective, and then there's the it's better to go, it'll be healthier for everyone involved, and move on, and – I did. I submitted my column to Erica before the deadline, as I always try to do. And I woke up at like whatever in the morning in a cold sweat. Like, I don't know if that was good advice. Like, what if I ruin this person's life? Like, this is a serious question. This isn't just like, should I break up with my boyfriend? Like, this is like your life. And, um, but after a few hours of, Cold sweat. I I did fall back to sleep, and everything is okay as far as I know. (laughs) But yeah, no, I take it very. I take every question extremely seriously, and I research. I go like psychology papers and like everything. Like it's not just me being like this is how I feel about this. This is like I read and and it helps me. It's actually been good for me to learn about like what professionals because I am not a professional. Let's just remind That's, everybody yeah, about that. Yeah, you
5: should actually say that. Just because she does, That is your she right. Does. It's yeah. your
6: yes. I have my disclaimer. Right. I am not a yeah. yes. professional. You're, yes,
5: you're, you're very clear really, about that, but you're very yeah. you're so thorough in your research mm-hmm.
6: that you
5: almost you should probably get a degree. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a therapist, <laughs> so maybe that like by you know association. Right? Yeah, I, but. Oh, I was just going to say it's like a modern day, you
5: know, my age, modern day, like Dear Abby, mm-hmm. like a kind of, you're like um, bringing it up so many notches. And I love the fact that you're so relatable. I know that's like been a topic all the time relatable. relatable. Um, where are you going next? Because I know you had last night, you had something new. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to be there. But can you talk about the jump?
6: that you're making? Or maybe it's not a jump for you, actually. Well, the, so we're, we're talking about my performance Correct. last night. I Please. was at the Triad Theater in the Upper West Side last night performing with two other amazing musicians and our um, host, who is also a poet, um, hosted by The Inspired Word. And the stickers and the spoken word kind of happened about the same time with very separate thought process. I had gone through my breakup, It was a Friday night I had nothing to do and I was got a random Facebook invite which no one looks at Mm -hmm. but you know when you're single sad and alone you Mm -hmm. look at them and I went to uh, a poetry reading and I was just like in awe I'm like I need to do this like I can do this and so I um, found inspired word got on open mic night wrote a poem about the passing of my father and his drug (laughs) addiction and I got up there and I was like this I have to keep mm. doing this and that's kinda how it started and it was about it was a few months after I had started the stickers and they just kind of collided at one point. So
0: that was the poem that made me fall in love with you? Mm-hmm. I don't it was how many years ago or the, I've
6: been doing the spoken word for two years and the stickers yeah. a little over two years.
0: It was in that poem, I was sobbing, crying, as I do in many of your poems, and I see many other people in the audience, because you tell stories that we relate to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, well, like we've said before, it's it's humbling, it's, it's beautiful that you are so free with your stories, and um, sometimes self-deprecating, which is so endearing and darling, <laughs> but it was after that poem that I was like, okay, this girl is the real deal, it's not just you know, these poems on the street about love and heartbreak. It is so much more. Um, And I've loved seeing your progression in your performances. I started seeing you at um, Parkside Lounge and then now at the Triad Theater. Um, Last night was the third performance I've seen from you at the Triad. Um, And this was also the third video that I've seen from you, which is super exciting um and last night's was extra special because you filmed it okay. and you edited it and i would love to hear a little bit more about where you want to sort of take this new medium
6: Well, what Kaylin's talking about is at the Triad Theater, I have the opportunity to use a screen and a projector. And because of that, I start each one of my performances off with a one- to two-minute video of my poetry put to um, images. My very first one was done by uh, a Swedish... I have, I, have, I have a lot of Swedish friends. <laughs> um, I go to Sweden a lot. Um, I, my Swedish friend, Vilma Eck, I met her when I was in Tobago earlier in the year, and she took all this footage of us just being in Tobago, and I gave her the audio to one of my favorite poems, and she made this beautiful video, and I played it before I got on stage. And then from there, I've just had you know, videos made for me, but then this came up, and I'm like, I don't have a video. And so I pulled my friend, uh, Jenny Willoughby, who's um, born back ceaselessly, and I said, will you star in my video? Mm -hmm. And I filmed it on Instagram story in 15 second blips Mm -hmm. and then went on iMovie and edited it and put it together. Hmm. Yeah, and it, it turned, like, for th- having done it for the first time, I'm very proud of myself. Like, yes, it's amateur. Yes, it's, there's things that could be done differently and be better and whatever. But I'm I'm really excited about it because I think that it brings another level of emotion to my words because now I'm telling a story with um, visuals along with hearing my voice. So I have a lot of ideas. And, Kaylin, I think at one point you're going to star in one. Yes. FYI. Love it. <laughs>
2: Question. Have you heard back from any of the people whose questions you've answered on the column Mm -hmm. after? Can you tell us about some of those?
6: Um, I've probably like a small handful, but I've gotten responses back like, thank you. I took your advice. And, you know, and that's usually just one message, not like multiple follow-up messages, but... I've had positive feedback. Like, I've never had somebody come back and be, like, you're a jerk. I can't believe you gave this advice. It ruined my life kind of thing. But it's always been, like, thank you. You know, I took your advice. It really gave me something to consider. And, you know, I'm I'm trying dating now where I was not af- I was too afraid to before. Or, you know, I'm more confident about the breakup that I had that it was a good choice for me and, and that. So it's usually just, like, one little check-in right after they see my, my response, like, a month mm-hmm. or so out. But, yeah, that's it. That's just a few. But the, it's just makes me feel like I'm doing
2: something right. Any teases on any fun ones coming up?
6: I'm actually looking for some questions. Mm-hmm.
2: You heard that, listeners.
6: Yeah. So I have one more um, this year because it's right before the new year. And then I need – in 2019, people, send me your questions. It doesn't have to be about love. I've had some great ones about work and roommates – and I would love to do some outside of love.
1: There's got to be some L train shutdown things going on.
6: <laughs> or Move how about now. each Seriously. contributor? Each Ooh. contributor sending. Mm-hmm. I would love. Yes. Yes. And you know, anonymous it's funny because I have a P.O. box and I, no one has sent me an anonymous letter. Mm-hmm. Everybody's DM'd or emailed. I, would, I want snail mail. I like the idea please.
5: of anon- anonymity. Yes. Per se.
6: Like everybody always is anonymous outside of myself. I never share anyone's identity. But yeah, I would love to like go to my P I go to my PO box every Saturday and I'm like, oh, it's just another Citibank ad in my <laughs> PO box.
0: I have a question for Miss Yellow. Please. Do you think perhaps part of the reason why at this point in your life you're so intrigued by the questions and sort of the the chase and the mystery of it all, right? We're sort of unraveling this thing we call love, right? And and navigating dating in New York which is no fucking joke xy and z do you think that you would have a different approach if you were
6: sitting you know upstate in, Shibuya, in a
0: house with three kids you know well, and I a dog
6: what cat it would have been it was two cats was cat. no i i was married for 5 years in lancaster pennsylvania <laughs> So I was almost down that path, and that's kind of when I woke up one day. I was like, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, this is not okay for me. Um, but so I do understand that perspective. Like, I have had, didn't go through the whole like children bearing. I do not have children. I have a cat. It's not even my cat, it's my roommate's cat. Um, She's stunning. She, yeah, her name is Kitty. She's a Siberian blue point, like, gorgeous cat. Um, loves me better than my roommate, and I can say that because I can. She's not here. She's not here. <laughs> But she she knows that's true. But yeah, so I think I but if I were still living in that life, I think I might have a slightly different perspective, but
5: you yeah. are who you are though. Yeah. Like regardless if, if you're in Lancaster, if you're here, mm-hmm. you're the same person. Yep. It's just different, you know, environment. I think you would probably just see it differently, mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. But um I had a question about did you ever think of composing music? Because your words are so poetic,
6: I have. Um, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I I can sing. <gasps> I'm not going to sing for you right now, but I can oh, sing. I was sing. <laughs> but, <laughs> everyone can sing. I can sing, Ronnie.
2: Oh, you can sing well.
6: I can sing well. I would like um, to hear that. It's not my forte. I would definitely probably have someone else sing, but. Um, The whole idea of putting words to music is just like this whole other level of complication in my opinion like maybe a person who does music would look at me and be like without music is complicated but i would be completely open to working with someone who has the musical background to put words to music music, yeah yeah. i think a limerick
2: writer's got a legs up in this Uh lyric writing thing just from the rhyming no Mm -hmm. Because poetry doesn't necessarily need to rhyme, hence True. the poetic license. Right. You don't need to use uppercase, well, lowercase, a capitalization. Has to
1: rhyme.
6: I mean, there are certain
2: uh, ah, yeah. a little different. No,
1: there's, yeah, yeah.
6: Haiku. And some of my stuff has rhyme in it. Some of it doesn't. Like my longer performance pieces, which you don't necessarily see in my Instagram, have rhyme. I'd in love them. to
1: see you do limericks on the street. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go that or route. I those gonna be really interesting. <laughs> I mean, a, a modern twist on a man from Nantucket is needed. Stop
2: it, Audrey. You didn't have to. Mean <laughs> was it the once ever. was
6: a cat named Tom who played with an atom bomb? The bomb went boom and it went off of Zoom and landed in the grave of his mom. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! She's good. She said, do she's she's it! Good. I think my brother wrote that or some, he read it somewhere. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Yellow, tell us a little bit about your exploration with painting murals and doing outdoor big scale awesomeness. It's so
6: scary. Yeah. I will just, I am, like, the first one I ever did was with Jeff at Underhill Walls. Mm-hmm. I, ter- I was I was terrified. <laughs> and people are watching me, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And um, Sack 6 and Dirt were trying to show me how to write with a spray can, like, behind the fence, like, practicing with me. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And um, <laughs> so I wrote it the first time, and I hated it and I was just like I looked at dirt and I was like I hate it and he's like We'll buff it back and so he helped me like buff it back to yellow and I tried it again but it's terrifying and it still is like uh, I was just in Wynwood and Saksix got me a spot on a wall with Mana Contemporaries fence um, down <laughs> in Wynwood and again audience people watching and I'm like pep talking I'm like alright you got this yeah. Like there's like film crews for like black ink crew was like, there like filming me. And I was like, don't look like an asshole. You got this, you got this. And, and, but it's, it's really hard for me. And it's, I have so much respect for the people who do this every single day. Like, I couldn't use my hands the next day because of the cramping of like the pressing on the spray can. Because I don't, I don't do it very often.
1: It takes practice. It really it's, does. It is a learned I had skill. no All the talent idea. in the world does not teach you can control. No.
6: Oh my gosh. And I want to keep trying, and I want to get better at it. And you know, I'm I Turn get out. frustrated. Right. Yeah. Who's
2: monitoring Christy Calabro's wine intake? <laughs>
1: I think should be <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think I think we, think we need lot, her in here. There's a lot of
6: Staten Island love in the house. She's is just fine. True. There's a lot of True. True. We're
1: not the one to bring in Alfonso.
4: For <laughs> yeah. real?
6: Oh my god. So uh, so Q Molly is in the
1: house. Q Q! Alfonso! Alfonso!
4: like um, painting a mural or anything large scale is kind of like reading an embarrassing text on like the biggest phone in the world. It's, it's, you feel everyone watching you and it's like oh fuck I gotta plan this out a little better.
6: I know it's because like you're about to paint and everybody's watching you looking like oh she knows what she's doing and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing anymore. and I will never like pretend like I know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing and all I'm trying to do is keep the integrity of my hand writing with a spray can can on a wall and I'm praying to every single god that I've ever heard of their name because I'm like, I don't know how to do this.
2: Now, if I remember correctly, at a 3 sheets gang glue sticker night, <laughs> maybe two years ago, you had said told me the same old BS about being nervous about hitting black books.
6: Yes, yeah, same. So much pressure. Like, it's one thing when I'm in my room writing my stickers and I can throw away 20 of them until I get the exact look of it and it all fits and the handwriting looks nice but when you're on a wall spray can like everybody watching you it's like there's (laughs) one take maybe two if dirt's there to help you buff it out (laughs) (laughs) but I am grateful for the opportunities to keep trying and grateful for everyone who believes in me and allowing me space to keep trying.
2: Hey Big Ronnie what was your favorite yellow collab this year? I am just going to go yeah well I beat you to it what am I going to do? damn it. Um, Let's see Let's see, Big Ronnie. Good question.
4: <laughs> Looking so handsome today,
2: Big Ronnie. Thank you, Big Ronnie. <laughs> All right. It's the beard. I think it's the uh, Dean ribs piece from Underhill, the know. one you did with a paintbrush, though, right? That was paintbrush. Uh, yeah, that was paintbrush. Because mm-hmm.
6: I've been trying all different aspects, yeah, and that one was a longer poem. It wasn't just like one, one of my stickers, yeah, which was like three or four or five words. That one was a full out written poem. So It was I, the way
0: that you looked at me. No, that was no. we
6: buffed it out and we did that one because we wanted an opportunity to try again. Like so, we did buff out the rib cage and we put in the "It's the way you looked at me" as the second it's one. Um, but yeah, the rib cage one was just talking about like finding your inner beauty and like freedom from that, and she had done this beautiful rib cage with butterflies coming mm. out of it, and we yeah, it was like a full wheat paste and then painting mm-hmm. over it and mm-hmm. hand embellished. So we did that over the summer. Or the early spring
0: your work leads so well to collaborations which is so beautiful we've seen you collab with Dirk O'Bain and a handful of other artists because you can you know paint your gorgeous letters over another image and and you know of course you have the same theme and it's a really beautiful unit marriage um this is a question we always love to ask our artists who sit in on our podcast Dream collaboration, I alive or dead? Who that is it?
6: I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like in my mind. I'm like, who do I want? Who do I? I'm like, <laughs> names coming through my head. Like who, who, who? I don't know if I've really thought about it. Uh, we know you have.
0: I, you could do maybe one dead, one so alive. Say <laughs> dead, yeah. yeah.
1: So, what artist do you feel has influenced you probably more than any other single artist? Hmm.
4: Or do you pull from outside the art yeah. world? Yeah, because I
6: guess, like, I have, I love so many artists out there, but there's not one that I was just like, oh, I want to be like them or I'm like working towards them or anything like that. But. Inspired by, maybe? An artist that you've been
5: inspired by? Or a poet, actually?
6: Well, my poet that I am extremely inspired by is a spoken word poet. And it's Rudy Francisco. And he, look him up. Phenomenal spoken word poet. And he just gets on stage and just says the most amazing things and I'm always there like, God damn it, I should have written that. How did I not think of that? How did I not think of that? And Olivia Gatwood, I just saw her recently perform in Brooklyn and she's doing a tour um, coming up soon, I think maybe in Florida. Like the, the spoken word poets, I think, are the ones that I find like the most inspiration from because that's kind of where I feel like my life is pulling me um, as far as the artists on the streets and on you know canvas and in galleries, like there's a lot that inspire me and are beautiful. Not necessarily like written po- um, written artists, but um, like uh, like Senior Lasso. Like I love his work. Um, are you listening?
5: I'm sure you are.
6: <laughs> love, love, love his work. I actually bought one of his prints for my roommate for her birthday, mostly for myself.
2: What's up, Lasso? How's it going, brother? <laughs> Hi. Merry Christmas.
6: And now, like all the names that have, of the ones that I follow is going to escape me, but um, I don't know. Like I love like the chaotic, um, but yet perfect art. Um, so it's just like this. It's like chaos on the on the canvas, but at some point, it's like this perfect, peaceful something to it. And that's kind of like the art that I'm drawn to or towards. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm getting distracted. Yeah, I'm sorry. It
2: was, again, it was supervised feeding over here. Oh, <laughs> boy.
6: Erica. <Chris laughs> Erica.
4: Yeah.
5: Who's, uh, who's, are we watching He's what's on going Chris on Anna over Anna. here? Who's on Christie
2: patrol? She's got handfuls <laughs> of food over here. She came
4: <laughs> back with these weird cheese cubes.
5: <laughs> Stabbed
4: it in the room. She put that picture. How many <laughs> No, can no,
2: no. <laughs>
0: okay. I have I have my final question for right. Miss Yellow. She's fine.
2: She's fine. Go get him, Kaylin. She's fine. Does anybody
0: need any- Miss Yellow.
2: <laughs> we need a lot of things. To <laughs> Does
0: anybody
4: need anything? You
0: All right, Miss Yellow. Who, if anyone, will be your lucky New Year's kiss?
6: um myself oh Kaylin's like oh wait you no <laughs> um i'm i'm working on new year's eve so i expect to be making out with a glass of champagne so no i yes we we have Prosecco. but no there there is no one to make out with <laughs> do you have any,
4: goals, any goals for
6: 2019?
4: what Christy? <laughs> do you do you, do you... <laughs> for
1: 2019? can hear you! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a megaphone? <laughs> no,
6: Do I have any goals <laughs> in 2019? <laughs> she is yelling across the table. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> well, my goals are definitely to paint more large-scale murals, mm-hmm. uh, get better with that. But one of my main ones, I want to perform outside of New York City more. I want to conquer other cities with my performance LA
2: likes that shit, no? Hmm? Yeah, LA likes that stuff LA Spoken word everywhere Every yes. cafe, every every bar, right? Yes. Every comedy spot has got open night, open mic Let's do an LA trip
0: Also Austin, I feel like, would love your
6: work mm. I've yeah. never been to Austin <laughs> Super cool city mm-hmm. The thing
0: is, her her
4: words transcend every city, state, country Everyone can relate so to So she it. doesn't
2: have to go other places?
4: No, she should. Oh. <laughs>
1: I mean,
2: come on.
4: She should go. I think it would be interesting her, for you to little just.
1: Little yeah. heart
6: desires. <laughs> and yeah. I want to yeah. go with her. <laughs>
1: Road trip. <laughs> Finn's posts in Iowa would be fascinating, too, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, taking it to small towns and mm-hmm. just leaving a sticker here and there. Yeah. Because for them, you wouldn't just be giving them the words. You'd be giving them another, you know, like the shock value. Small town in the middle of nowhere in Texas. And you hit the whole town with about twenty yellow stickers.
4: I love it. Actually I think you should go to Paris because a yellow I've jacket been the to yellow jacket oh, yeah. right now could use some help. Yes. I was in a Paris. One.
6: I was in Paris in November and I slapped over eighty stickers in Paris and I have a collaboration with Dr. Scott that's up um, on Juneau Avenue. I believe, and it's like an eight-by-eight piece that uh, he had drawn this beautiful um, ink drawing of a skeleton standing underneath another skeleton woman, like basically looking up her skirt, and she's wearing yellow Louboutins, and I wrote a poem for it called Stargazing, and we translated it into French, and I wrote it in French. And it's it's been up it's been there since September, and I, I got to go see it because he put it up when I, I I was with them in London, but then they went to Paris. I had to go home and go back Christy. to work, but <laughs> it's holding strong in Paris. So I'm, I was so excited to see it in person. She's at the t- end of the table, like now, good one. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> Thank you, Marie. Here's what I here's what
2: I pulled up after about five seconds of Google research looking for yellow aura. Oh. Do you know, You think a yellow aura is a good one or a bad one? Yellow. Ooh,
6: that's a great I think question. it's like middle. I don't think really? it's really. Yeah. It's positive. Let it's me positive? tell you. So Relates bad. to
2: the spleen and life energy. Yes, Color of awakening, <laughs> inspiration, intelligence, and action shared. That sounds like you. Creative, playful, optimistic, and easygoing. No, 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 not
6: you. I'm easygoing.
2: Emerging psychic and <laughs> spiritual awareness. <laughs> Optimism and hopefulness, positive excitement about new ideas. That's a yellow aura.
4: What's a bad aura to have?
2: I don't know. I only looked up yellow. How about <laughs> yellow chakra? If her chakra? name was My Life in Red, we'd be talking about the red aura. What
6: about
5: yellow chakra? Like, does that speak well, to Well, the yellow like chakra, yeah,
6: it's a solar plexus. And um, I think I relate more, actually, to, like, the orange. good Yeah, <laughs> and then and the green, the heart. Um, but yeah, no, the solar plexus is more, I, I don't remember exactly everything it hits. It's like, is it like change in creativity? I don't remember. I think
2: Jimmy Superfi Snooka's finishing move was a solar plexus off the top rope. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's a suplex. Close. Close. Yeah. Yes, close.
0: Yellow used to be a yoga instructor, so I she did. knows her shit.
6: I was a yoga instructor for four years. Not anymore. And that makes sense. I know. I, you know, what? I've lived a lot of lives. I've lived a lot of lives.
4: (laughs) I was was once at an artist talk with an artist who was a poet and moved into sculpture, and she kept talking about, "Oh yeah, my past life as a poet." And I was sitting in the audience like, "This bitch has past lives." I was like, I didn't get that she literally just meant she majored in poetry the first time she went to college, and I'm sitting there like, Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) Her name is Suzanne
6: Peck. Look her up. No, I, I always joke that I'm very feline. Like, I've definitely had multiple lives. I, don't, I haven't hit my nine lives, but I've had, I'm at least at five. <laughs> that makes for the most interesting humans.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, Yellow, before we wrap up, why don't you please give our listeners uh, your Instagram handle, where they can find you online, any upcoming shows. Stella, when is this going up? Stella? My yelling face. into the Stella! mic. Stella? <laughs> Stella. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do it. When is, is gonna, this going this up? This is going to air after Christmas. Okay. No, no, this, I'm, okay. We're
5: going to put this up on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Oh, so yeah. happy Christmas Eve, well, also, everybody. And I also sent out the uh, newsletter today. Yes, if anyone has signed that. up for the newsletter. Um, this is the last podcast of 2018. So we're going out with a bang. Boom. And um, yeah. boom. boom. Um, oh, so right. so we'll, we'll, we're going to take a little break for this week. Boom. And uh, come back hard for 2019. <laughs>
2: Thank you very much. So uh, it is Christmas Eve.
6: Happy birthday, Jenny Happy Willoughby. Willoughby. Christmas Eve,
2: yes. So give, uh, give our listeners your online handles and anything you got coming up.
6: My Instagram handle is mylifein.yellow because My Life in Yellow is owned by a spam account. You can have your first 100 followers for free. <laughs> um, <Damn. laughs> um, my website, mylifeinyellow.com. But Instagram is definitely the the best place to find all the information. My next show will be very interesting. It is February fifteenth in Bushwick at Hellphone, and it's a night of erotica poetry. Yeah, so I need to do some research. I need to get out onto the streets and do some research. <laughs>
0: Field research, well, official so business, sealed. research. research? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying
6: so, yeah, not the, sh- the streets into the sheets. <laughs> some thank you
2: very much for coming in today. We are now going to officially start the party. I am going to open up the bullet. We are going oh. to have some more wine. Ooh. We are going to have some more suck Lord. <laughs> Z. Thank- <Yeah>. Z- <laughs> yellow. Thank you very much thank for coming you, in. It's a great 2018. Looking forward to next year. Uh, everybody that couldn't get couldn't be here. JPO, BD, John, Joanna, John, who Claudia, Claudia, who Claudia, else couldn't Claudia. be here?
0: Ion. Wally.
2: Iwana, yeah, Iona. Wally. Iona. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, and we look forward to a great 19. We are sold out in 18.